the sixth day of the month. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, verse 8. Again today, we consider how our response of loving for a loving God shapes our lives and propels us forward in faithful action. The most famous words from Micah at first seem to read like a list of three things. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. But it is not so. Justice and mercy cannot be separated, at least as God defines them. Justice without mercy is harshly legalistic, even cruel. Mercy without justice sacrifices fairness on the altar of sentimentality. To the question, is God just or is God kind? The only proper answer is both. Furthermore, humility before God consists of imitating this justice mercy of God. Humility is our response to divine love toward us and our witness to the power God's love can release in others. Therefore, what Micah sets forth is one thing, not three. We would probably be happier with three. Then we could keep our little list and check off each item in turn, but it cannot be. Hence, we are constrained to ask, if I seek justice for myself, can I understand when others extend mercy to those who have hurt me? Can I show mercy myself? If I am merciful to others, can I understand why those who have been hurt think I have no concern for fairness? Since God alone knows in what proportions justice and mercy must be mixed in any given instance, can I learn that walking humbly with God not only means that I seek to emulate God, it also means I cannot fully do so, since God alone is the righteous judge. How do I, with my noble aspirations, strive to emulate God and yet confront my limitations of understanding and action? How does all of this relate to Christian teaching about forgiving others in love as a loving God has forgiven us? Opening prayer. Grant to me and to all your people, O God, the gift of walking humbly with you. Give us the wisdom to know how best to temper justice with mercy, to buttress mercy with justice, so that your will may be done on earth as in heaven, through Christ our judge and advocate. Amen. Psalm 82 God calls the judges into his courtroom. He puts all the judges in the dock. Enough! You've corrupted justice long enough. You've let the wicked get away with murder. You're here to defend the defenseless, to make sure that underdogs get a fair break. Your job is to stand up for the powerless and prosecute all those who exploit them. Ignorant judges, head-in-the-sand judges, they haven't a clue to what's going on. And now everything's falling apart, the world's coming unglued. I appointed you judges, each one of you, deputies of the high God. But you've betrayed your commission, and now you're stripped of your rank, busted. Oh God, give them what they've got coming. You've got the whole world in your hands. From the prophet Isaiah, chapter 59, verses 1 through 15a. Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. 
for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken falsehood. Your tongue mutters wickedness. No one sues righteously and no one pleads honestly. They trust in confusion and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch adder's eggs and weave the spider's web. He who eats of their eggs dies, and from that which is crushed a snake breaks forth. Their web will not become clothing, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and an act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they hasten to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Devastation and destruction are in their highways. They do not know the way of peace." and there is no justice in their tracks. They have made their paths crooked. Whoever treads on them does not know peace. Therefore, justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light, but behold, darkness, for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope along the wall like blind men. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at midday, as in the twilight, among those who are vigorous as we like, like dead men." All of us growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We hope for justice, but there is none, for salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and we know our iniquities. Transgressing and denying the Lord, and turning away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving in and uttering from the heart lying words, justice is turned back, and righteousness stands far away. For truth has stumbled in the street, and uprightness cannot enter. Yes, truth is lacking, and he who turns aside from evil makes himself a prey. From the second letter to Timothy, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a clear conscience, the way my forefathers did, as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you, even as I recall your tears, so that I may be filled with joy. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. For this reason I also suffer these things, for I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. From the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9, verses 42 through 50. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, 
It would be better for him if a heavy millstone hung around his neck and he had been cast into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell, into the unquenchable fire, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For every one will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves, and be at peace with one another. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. From the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2023, written by Dr. David N. Field. Lord, we want an easy life. We come to you to escape our difficulties, for a solution to our problems, to find security. But you call us to take up our cross and follow you into the world in all its complexity, difficulties, pain, uncertainties, and God-forsakenness. As you did when you became human and walked steadfastly toward the cross, you are calling us to enter and embrace the world that we might be a source of healing, hope, and transformation, even when it costs us. Many are fleeing war, poverty, and violence. Lord, what does it mean for us to join them on their journeys? Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.